Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever I'm looking at you. I'm better than Good morning. Hello, South Australia. Tuesday morning, 6.02. Miles Fitzner with you for Summer Breakfast. Joined by the superstar, the future star of SEN. Not just South Australia, but even Australia-wide. <laughs> Former number one pick, Bryce Gibbs. I'll say that only for a couple of days, my friend, till the draft's over. How are you? I'm well, Milo. I'm well. I'm a little bit tired today. I've got the second day syndrome a little bit. Second day blues. <laughs> built, built ourselves up for a big first show yesterday. I couldn't sleep last night. a little bit night. tired, yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're back pre-season training as well. So we've gone from gone from the early start and uh, plugged away at Panther Park for a few hours. And then uh, pre-season training into... Uh, I had to finish a uni assignment actually last night. So I've had a big day yesterday. You, well, hang on. Uni, we're going to get to that. Panther Park. Yeah. I've never heard it called Panther Park. The old Panther Park. Is that what it's called? I think they used to call it before they headed up to uh, Norlunga Panther Park, where I think it's old Kenilworth's ground at the moment. Kenilworth. Yeah. They used to call it Panther Park. Panther Park. Panther Park. Yeah. Wow. I, I, um, you hadn't I, heard that? No, I hadn't. Well, that was just common knowledge. I still like the fact that it's the one place you can park your car and not get out of the... Yeah, it's the best. Can't I watch the footy? Because that the reminds best. me of playing it in the sticks. Yeah. There's, there's something Real about that. Country vibes. And it actually, when there are the cars, but look, the cars parked around the over looks like it's chockers. The stadium's yeah. bit, like busy. Yeah. yeah. There's probably only 40 people there. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone drove individually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the players get told to park your car there. Around so it looks like there's more. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you park in, boys. Don't park yeah, out the exactly. back. Exactly. So, uh, that's, that's how we do it. A good show coming up. Mark Milligan to talk all things Socceroos. SENSA Journo in here. Jour- journalistic debut. Am I, are we reading that right? Yeah, we are. Well, he's does the notes. So no, he's <laughs> going to come in and go through the uh, and go through the latest in the sports news. Fair bit to talk about there. Rooch may answer the phone today uh, with any chance. Do you think? I think he'll answer today. And he'll say, oh, oh. Why didn't you ring me yesterday? I bet he does. He didn't pick he'll, up. he'll blame it on something. Maybe his parrot or the, the right. World Cup or I'm not sure what he'll come up with. But it's unlike Roach to miss. Yeah, well, he won't miss today because he'll preview the last show of Kimbo and the Roach for this year. Uh, David Zeta from Fox Sports to join us as well. Um, look, there is uh, maybe even uh, we'll go international. We'll wait and see. Um, we'll talk a lot about World Cup, a lot about World Cup, a lot about the draft and also touch a fair bit on the cricket because – that's heating up too. That starts tomorrow in Perth. Certainly does. And Test cricket back. How good? Because it, it's been a bit of a. I, I don't know what it is, and this is a funny one. And we want your thoughts on this. So four two seven one five four one double six. It's pretty easy. If you send us something funny or something smart, we'll give you a sixty dollars Signet power bank boost. Uh, of course, thanks to Signet. Um, has it not been promoted as much? I'm normally 
right across. I hadn't, oh, I wasn't really, I don't know whether it was spring carnival. I wasn't really into the T20 World Cup cricket. And then but this has sort of crept up and normally you're all over who's in and out and who's batting where. And for some reason, are they on the nose or is it just not being promoted as much? Well, I reckon... I reckon you're spot on. And across the board, so even the lead up to the World Cup, it's like all of a sudden it, it hurt it a little bit. but And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's on tomorrow. It's like, hang on, where'd that come yeah. from? Where'd that sneak up on us a- from? And crowds are down. Crowds uh, are down. Everywhere. Plenty. Uh, even the, the ODIs we, we've had, we've seen obviously less crowds there. And then and then all of a sudden the tests are in. It's like, jeez. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm spot on. I'm at six past six, I'm gonna, I'll, look, we'll go early here. Is it a fair bit to do the Langer blow-up then the players? I don't think the public appreciated the players having this sort of maybe a bit more of an opinion in, in you know, we don't want to be under as much I don't know, scrutiny, let's say, for that Langer was putting them under a bit too much pressure. Then also maybe the little flow-on effect from the, you know, origin energy, you know, throwing stones from glass houses sort of thing. Do you think that's a culmination of everyone going, well, well, there might just be a bit precious, these boys? Uh, look, I, I don't know. They've, they've obviously been in the news headlines a lot in the last 12 months. And you could probably throw um, Dave Warner, the captaincy ban, and, oh, and all the stuff that's gone on with Get that. over but, it, mate. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. For different reasons, you, we, you, well, we've discussed the, the crowd attendance at length, whether it's you know a price point for families, whether it's the scheduling, whether it's just not the right time of the week or the day to, to be playing these games and, and fitting them all in. But I think we will see people return to the matches, especially the test matches over, over, the, over the summer. Well, West Indies aren't, they're not a headline act. They're not, but I think people enjoy the, the festivities of what a test match brings in obviously... Out the back of the members yeah, of Adelaide not, Oval. They might not go for five days like they used to, but... Uh, I, I don't anymore. Or was it 15, 16 years I was a five-dayer? Yeah. You just and then lock, I'm just gradually in. getting a bit less and less and less. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first couple of days are obviously going to be busy, and I, I know that they'll, they'll turn up in, in numbers when it's here in Adelaide uh, in, in a couple of weeks. So... Um, I do think we'll see a spike in, in crowd attendance now that the tests are back on. But uh, as you said, uh, the West Indies aren't, aren't necessarily a powerhouse at the moment and they could make for short tests if, if our Aussies turn up and, and play really well. If they belt the life out of them in the first couple, it'll, it'll peter out pretty quick. But I'm, yeah, I'm prepared to put my neck out a little bit. I think that there's this sort of, they got a bit precious, the old go white, go broke. I mean... The average Australian's battling at the moment a bit, aren't they? I mean, this post-COVID, everyone sort of wants everyone just to maybe just get on with it. And I, I don't think that all that stuff with the linter energy and, the, you know, coming out and, and trying to get involved in the political landscape, should we say, did them any service whatsoever. Nah, now you're spot on. And it's just a bit of a distraction that, that you don't need. And when you're... You're obviously competing against a lot of the other codes. We've obviously got the World Cup going on at the moment. We had the Rugby World Cup not long ago. Um, the AFL always seemed to stay relevant in uh, in the news as well with, with drafts and trades and and whatever else is going on. So, yeah, there's been a lot to compete against as well. The You can't chime in and say, I'm still going to beat on this energy path. Cause, like, and the... the, the 
sort of virtue signalling, so to speak, because it's happened a fair bit in the World Cup as well, hasn't it? The, the thing is, is everyone's prepared to have an opinion, but as soon as they're still getting paid, if they want to boycott it, they're more than welcome, but they still get paid, don't they? I mean, you can all well and good to say, oh, we've got to wear things that reflect, you know, what's good for this, this and this, but they'll still go and take a million bucks in India that are one of the greatest polluters of all time and they'll fly everywhere and, and go on holidays and those sort of things. I mean, you can't... Are you a bit... Do you think that people, if you make your bed, you know, and you want to have a stance on something, you've got to... You've got to be able to talk the talk. You can't go, oh, we think we should be doing this and then go and do your own thing anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do agree with you. But I think we, we've seen the landscape changed as well because a, a lot of a lot of times in the past it was, oh, we're, we, we want more money, we're, we're, we deserve more money, we should be getting more money. And then there's actually money on the table and, and good money. And then we're seeing teams and, and individual players go, no, that's not what I stand for. They're not my morals and I'd rather turn down the money to go down that path. Well, that's my point though. Yeah. If you're going to go down that path, you've got to turn down the money, right? Yeah. You, you can't take the money. Yeah, yeah. You can't bake your cake and eat it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the, the netballers wanted to bake their cake and eat it, which is totally fine, but you've got to be prepared that there's going to be kickback. You can't say, well, we're going to go one way and then the other, but it's the same with, you know, the, 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 it's been a quite a political world cup, hasn't it? And everyone's saying, oh, it shouldn't be here and it shouldn't be doing this. But all those people have still taken those journalism jobs and gone over there for... I mean, if they really felt that strongly about the beliefs in Qatar, then why are they there? Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my argument. Yeah. Don't, don't take the money for the job and then go, oh, well, I'm just doing my job, but I don't agree with everything. If you don't agree with it, then you should be boycotting it, shouldn't you? Yeah, well, that, that, that's obviously going to come with ramifications yeah. for you individually as well. So when it, when, yeah, maybe when push comes to shove, Milo... People are uh, still choosing to to go against maybe what they think. He is, Jace. This bloke, you can push and push and push to try and get cut. Yeah, he's the media training at the top end. I was <laughs> I was working him over. I tell you what, I needed a little bit of media training um, last night. Yeah, tell me about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I got one. Flicked on uh, flicked on Twitter to uh, it absolutely exploding. People, they come after you last night. It was quick. I tried to, I thought, look, get back in the groove and I try to be sharp on my footy news in South Australia, especially you, my you, Well, you just had a week off. You've just had, come off fresh from holidays. So fresh. So you, you're nice and relaxed. You, you've been off probably socials for a little bit. Just thought you'd uh, try well, and I thought, stamp your authority I on thought, uh, oh, well, we'll get, had get the, back in the game. Had the boys in. I went with the call that the, my homework and the sources told me that you don't need to worry about um, about McElhaney getting bid on. So I've gone with that. Porter, the, the, the mail's through that Porter going to take the key fender in the first one. I don't think that's much surprise to anyone anyway. But so I went with it. Rest easy, Crows fans, I think I might have said, is McElhaney will get through and you'll get him later on. Now, all of everything was going to plan, except Sydney, um, in maybe one comment, was a bit of Jordan Dawson redemption. They couldn't get the trade done with Hawthorne in time, so they just whacked the bid in in McElhaney, knowing the Crows are going to come. And uh, it threw everything out the window. <laughs> so I sort of might have let a few profanities out and swore, but within 60 seconds, phone went ting, ting, ting. Miles, you're a clown. Yeah, yeah how well did this go? Tweet of the year. I was, I was like, yeah, well. So I had to sort of fess up there and go, yeah, look, I got that wrong. But I also, in my defence, is... The swans are never. The swans aren't. 
uh, they're going, oh, we're, we're making they're having a genuine red-hot crack. They just wanted to buy the time to trade the picks with Hawthorne. They were playing funny buggers. Yeah, absolutely. But I tell you, when you just you throw yourself out there, you put yourself out there, <laughs> isn't, yeah. it, isn't the Twitter sphere, doesn't it just, don't they just, they, they turn up when they want to? Yeah, the, the, I always find, and I think I, I got it way worse on, on the racing ones. Because you can come out and you can have, your, say, your three best bets go under for the day and you go and tip 28 winners, do it on an SE and track shift or something. You tip 28 and one best bet wins and your two others go under and they go, you're one from three, you suck. You're no good. Yeah. You're no good. And, and you're sort of like, there's no, there's no way you can go back or anything with any sort of form of context. Because and most of the time they tend to be accounts that aren't people's names. They're all, they've got a yeah, some yeah. sort of persona. They're hiding behind. You would have copped some doozies. But I suppose early doors you weren't really in the Twitter, were you? Uh, no, no, not really. It sort of come on, you, come you, on later in my career. But you were just back so. page of the rag. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back page yep. of the paper. Yeah. But uh, no, it's certainly, I, I find Twitter probably more scathing than any social media out there. I think if you've got to sit back... If you sit back just waiting to pot someone, just to pot, then you've got to think you need to take an internal sort of a journey just yeah, to work out what, what what's driving it's that. It's quite sad, isn't it? And, but do you know what the funny thing is too? The, the guys and the, the people out there that are, are potting, doing the potting, usually they're the first people at the at the family day with their young kids asking for an autograph or, you know, when... Yeah. When they meet you in the street, they want to come up and shake your hand, and you know they're not uh, stabbing you in the back uh, to your face. That's for sure. They, yeah, they're the ones you least expect, but you can also turn them because if you confront them, they don't like the. They don't. You wrote that about me, and they, oh, oh, look, mate, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, like they, they, you can, they're quick to turn. Exactly. Um, speaking of turning, we're going to turn into a break on the other side of this. We're going to come back and or chew a bit more fat. Uh, we're brought to you today. Or by tie power, of course. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. And while we run through the weather, I know that was what Hazy was really good at, and he'd do the um, forecast today. Uh, is and then he'd say uh, he'd get, good morning. He'd guess it'd Would be he? just a stock standard 20, 20 degrees, uh, partly cloudy today. It'd and be every morning. I, I used to like how he always did it into the break. He'd say uh, forecast today twenty one degrees. Good morning. <laughs> Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 6.21 Tuesday morning. Right around South Australia, wherever you're listening, right around the country. Of course, on the SEN app. Live from SNSA's studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy here at One King William. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs. Uh, the draft, it's, is it the spectacle? I watched it on the AFL Live app last night, Gibbsy. I watched the Cal Toomey, who 13, 13. Got the first 13 in the draft. Jeez, Cal Toomey pumping up his own tyres most yeah. of the show. Oh, there's another one I got right. And the tyre power. There's another one. To tyre power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. We've got a few tyre pumps this morning. Wait till Jace gets in here. Oh. <laughs> Jerno Jace. Jerno Jerno Jace. I like it. Um, the the split we spoke about it. Could it be more of a spectacle or not? 
there were comments last night about, you know, the, in the room, the fake reactions. You know, they've already been told sort of those days are a bit sort of fake. Re- did you ever, where did you, where did you have to do it in the room? Yeah, it was done a little bit differently to what, what it's done now. We said, we're in Melbourne though. We're in the room. Act surprised? Uh, yeah. 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 Act surprised. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. About a fortnight on this. Yeah. I've told everyone. Well, yeah, my, like most years, the, bio. The, the first, the first few are going to know. Absolutely, there's no question about that. But we knew from about pick five that was when it was going to get interesting. Like Essendon had that pick, they they could have gone a lot of ways with it, um, and they they went with the local talent Sardis. So, do you reckon that's strategic after what we saw with Jason Horn Francis only twelve months ago? Oh, yeah. because Philippu was. In that mix, and like he he slid a bit to, to ten, which a lot of the clubs in between that went for needs and and players that the profile of players that uh, that that their their team required. But um, Matthias Filippo was was touted to go potentially in that five pick and pretty s- similarish player to to Sardis in terms of big bodied mid um, can be that real point of difference in that Essendon midfield to what they've got, and they they've gone. With the uh, with the local talent over uh, the SA SA talent, I want to talk about this later too when we get Michelangelo Rucci in. But I think the generation, what we're seeing a change in in coaching and coaching styles to nurse players more. There and it goes without saying that players are probably a bit more sensitive than what they used to be. But then also is we're seeing a lot more players that don't want really want to go into state. You know, they'll want to stay home. Is this something in 10 years' time we're actually going to see it all go back where they're actually going to start taking more and more? I mean, Isaac Rankin, he's gone. I I, I thought for all money, Lukosius would come home. For all money. I went, Lukosius and Rankin, you'll see both of them back in and probably still will. Yeah. um, Look, I mean, I don't think it's just a blanket, yeah, like everyone that gets drafted in the state is going to end up back back in their home state, but Players seem, after what we saw only 12 months ago, players are going to now have a choice and and be more confident to go to clubs and be like, well, if you're going to pick me up, I can I can re- now request a trade in 12 months' time, even though I've got a two-year contract and been there for for five minutes. I, I think that's... A set of precinct for, for, going, for drafts and, and player movement going forward. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, I'm... I think that I'm back, not... when, back when I got drafted, say it was sort of it was more. You do your time. You, you you've you've been given an opportunity, no matter who it's from, whether you end up from say from Adelaide to Melbourne like I did, or you end up in Perth or Brisbane. You repay that faith. They've taken a chance on you. They've given you an opportunity. You you dig in and and you and you repay that faith. And that's sort of the perception I thought it was. More so when I when I got drafted, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm just of the old school vibe. You, you should be, you're grateful. You pay your, you pay the club back. You, you know, I, I think now they're all, it's all a bit, gets a bit self self centred. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. I, I. It's it's I more self serving now. Yeah. But I mean, we're also talking about a generation that grew up with iPads, everything they've ever wanted. It's I mean, different. It's a and, different and landscape. The, the sort of kids that have, you know, that. They've finished twenty seventh in the school cross country, and they're getting the same trophy as the winner, right? 
Uh, is that being a bit harsh? I wasn't a cross country sort of operator, so oh, well, I'm not sure. Wasn't that? It was always your, <laughs> was always your running that was a problem, wasn't it? <laughs> it, still it was is. always your running that was a problem. Oh, hey, can we grab that? I think we need to cut that up. Oh, That's right. No oh, surprise, cross yeah. country wasn't my thing. Yeah, well, no SHIT, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a break. We'll be back in a moment. Bryce gives Miles fits to back shortly. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than oh, welcome back. Six thirty-one. Also, thanks to Montan continued support. Shout out to DT. Be tuning in on his way down to the dealership. Morning to you, DT. Uh, Bryce Gibbs, Miles Fitzner. Short one before the news. Uh, Gibbsy, we've got a big show coming up. I want the text machine to go off, though. 0427154166, Signet Power Bank, to give away. Uh, World Cup currently at Portugal playing Uruguay at the moment. Ronaldo, all the possession Portugal's way. You know I saw him play live once? Did you? You know, I've, so ne- I, actually. I've never been I'd never been to a soccer game. And I was in Faro in the south of Portugal. Staying on a golf course with a like mate of my brother's who went to school with, and they've got a place there. And they said, "Do you want to go to the football? Thirty euro a ticket." I said, "Okay." Rolled into the Faro Stadium, Netherlands v Portugal. Pepe, Robin, Van Persie, like you name them, Ronaldo, all that pitch side. Thirty euro for the ticket. It's like the first game of soccer I ever went to in my life. Do you know what makes me Didn't sick? Didn't even appreciate it. Do you know what makes me sick? I reckon I spoke to you only a day ago, and I was like, oh, you've been following the World Cup? And you're like, oh, no, I'm, I'll just watch the final. Yeah. That's, I'm the, not going to lie. That, you're that type of operator. I am that, I am that, that type you, of operator. you just told me that story. It, that was the first game I ever went to. Jeez, you're not bad, are you? <laughs> uh, you know what will make you even sicker? We're going to go to the news, and I've run late again. <laughs> the first two days in, in, in the, it's not like track where we just get really loose with it. You've got to be a bit tighter. With uh, and I'm a bit of a looser sort of an operator, so it's news time, and we do it all thanks to uh, Weeks Homes. Discover a better way to build. I'll get that right today. Discover different. Here's the news headlines. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back, six thirty-seven. Your Tuesday morning. If you're just joining us for the first time, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, with you. And the weather today mostly cloudy in the top of twenty-one degrees. Nope, that's not an Andrew Hayes guess. That is the actual Spot on. weather for <laughs> us. looked it up for a change. Yeah, well, it's actually on my sheet. Uh, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, of course, the real house of fragrances this Christmas and. Well, it's time for our sports news segment. I've never seen a bloke move so quickly to a microphone in my entire career, uh, which is very, very short. Jerno <laughs> Jace has flown into the studio. <laughs> How are you, Jace? You're lucky I'm even bothered to come in, to be oh, honest, yeah, after, oh after the bake and, and your nonsense tweeting from last night. I'm, I'm glad you copped a serve on Twitter. You deserve every word of it. Yeah, well, I've, speaking of copping a serve, I've, I've got one. AJ from Port Wollonga has woken up on the right side of the bed this morning. Fitzner talking about... Precious generation of footballers now. Did you spit your own bathwater out to say that? Oh. Uh, I bathe in milk. 
Um, AJ, give me a ring in a minute, mate. We might have a signet boost yeah, power bank for you. Actually, AJ, mate, <laughs> AJ, we, g- give us a call, and if you can give me a rent, and I'll give you a, I'll give you a sixty. I'm, 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 I'm up for it. As long as it's appropriate for radio, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about AJ, it. AJ, phone in that signet boost power yeah, bank. Sixty bucks, it'll be yours if you give us a call, AJ. Hey, um, Jace, let's go to the sports news. Juno, uh, Jace in the house. What have you got? <laughs> what? Are, that's Gibbsy's. It's the best thing he said in two days. I reckon, Juno, Jace. Just warming up. <laughs> uh, there's a bit. There's a bit going on. So we'll rattle through some cricket to start with. My favourite player at the moment in the Aussie Test setup is Cameron Green. Love him. Um, he is an all-format player and he's going to be a star. Um, he is heading into the test summer for the first time with no bowling restrictions. So this is good news. Uh, if he bowls 15 overs, I'll be surprised and innings, but with our bowling attack against the West Indies, but he doesn't have any thing to worry about as far as being restricted by the sports scientists. So it'll be his first home test in Perth too, uh, when the first test starts on Wednesday, after playing 14 other matches across the world, he gets to finally play a test match on home soil. So we'll see how the West Indies can stand up to that bowling attack there. Green says uh, no directives from Cricket Australia at all for him to take it easy this summer, despite the fact that he's going to go off and play IPL cricket, and that should be interesting. But uh, you were talking before, boys, about the test and whether or not people are paying attention to cricket at the moment, and I have to agree. It's been a pretty ordinary start in terms of, um, I guess, promotion of the sport. I think that'd probably be a, a fair way to sum it up. They're trying to change that now. They are wheeling out test players left, right and centre. I think in the last 24 hours, we've had Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Cameron Green. They've all come out to play. So I think Cricket Australia have uh, hit on the fact that you might be onto something here, boys. Uh, Steve Smith spoke about his change of technique in the last 24 hours. The reason for the changes in particular in long form cricket is I felt I was getting a bit too front on um, on the back foot. I was, if you're too front on, you can sort of follow the ball if it nips away from you or you're not getting in positions that are where I wanted to, to be to leave the ball as well. And, you know, even just playing out there yesterday against the red ball, I felt I was leaving the ball really nicely. Um, I wasn't getting my stomach or anything in the way because I was a bit more side on. So, no, I feel feel really good. I felt like I've got some nice rhythm going and, um, yeah, hopefully I can continue it out in the middle. Oh, wasn't getting his stomach in the way. I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Fridge too far. We'll come back to that later on. Um, I also wanted to mention Mitch Stark because he decided to promote the Perth Test Match by talking about how much he loves Adelaide. Yeah, certainly Adelaide. I think that's probably the best place to play cricket in the country. Um, has been for a long time. Obviously, the pink ball yeah, it creates a dip- different atmosphere and different feel. Um, I think it's probably the best wicket in the country. Uh, Optus is, is probably a close second as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're two very good cricket wickets. Um, I think we've seen some very good contests there between bat and ball um, over, I guess, it's been a little while, obviously, for yeah. Perth. But um, Adelaide's always a fantastic test and always, I think, always is a good a good competitive fixture between bat and ball, which I think is, is all you ask for in Test cricket. It's always nice to hear players saying the Adelaide Oval's the best place. And when they vote Gibbsy, it's normally the best place for them to play cricket. Oh, it's spot on. And even from a footy point of view as well, I think you find a lot of players love playing here at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, it's like carpet. Absolute Question carpet. without notice for you, B Gibbs. Favourite uh, favorite ground out of the two, MCG or Adelaide Oval? Oh. Been playing in in big finals, or not that I played in many, but 
at least three of them against Essendon and Richmond playing at a packed uh, MCG. It's, yeah. uh, it's pretty it's pretty hard to top. Yeah. Uh, let's talk tennis. Slayton Hewitt. Uh, they've done everything they can at Davis Cup level to try and get Nick Kyrgios back. That's what he said after they were beaten in the Davis Cup final. Uh, the captain made the statement after they were beaten 2-0 uh, by Canada. Uh, it was a surprise run, let's be honest. Nobody expected us to make the final. Nobody expected Canada to beat us in the final either. So uh, that said, uh, I think they had two players, Canada, now in the top 20 of the world. So they've come from the clouds and they're going okay. But uh, Alex Demonor has also come out and said that he's personally asked Kyrgios to join the team for the finals. Um, it's not a Kyrgios against Australia thing anymore. At one time it may have been. Um, he's actually going to represent Australia uh, in the Australian summer with his ex-girlfriend, Alana Tomlanovic, I believe, uh, in what used to be the Hopman Cup. Um, but there's a chance that that might change next year. Apparently, he wants to spend more time at home, and that's why he didn't go. So, um, who, would know, who would know with him, though? You wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't know. Like he, one week, he's hitting a tennis ball into a crowd and hitting someone. The next week, he's helping charities. Like He's, he's a yo-yo. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, of Leighton Hewitt, though, um, I was with the Bungie and Bretster show on Sunday, and that's right, Andrew McLeod and Brett Maher. And Brett Maher just decided that he might toss Andrew McLeod under the bus. So this was before the final was played, and they were talking about how the Aussies might go, and Brett Maher thought it was a good idea maybe to pump up the tyres of uh, Leighton Hewitt in front of Andrew McLeod. The big countries in tennis. Yep. Canada doesn't spring to mind, but, uh, yeah, that's great. Leighton Hewitt's... Uh, Doing a great job, Bunch. He is, and they're playing like Leighton Hewitt at the moment. <laughs> Look, the Davis Cup team, they've beaten Hungary, Belgium. Interesting. If you could hear the little yeah, sniggering in the background, <laughs> one B Ma. He's, uh, he's a bit of a loose cannon, that boy. Uh, and this is a, uh, a sad story. Um, sending a shout-out to Dragons fullback Cody Ramsey. Now, how about this for a story? He's battling a serious illness that could force him to... Uh, give the game away, unfortunately. News Corp wrote the story. The 22-year-old has spent the last fortnight in hospital after being diagnosed with, uh, a, a, I think, an issue with his bowel, which sees inflammation and ulcers in his bowel. And he, before he was diagnosed, he, being in the middle of pre-season training, he went out and did a 9.5K run and then came home and collapsed and was sent to hospital. So... Um, we're wishing him all the best. Hopefully it's not as bad as it seems, but it looks as though the young man's career could be over before it even begins because there isn't a, an effective treatment for this condition. So It's not ideal, the old no. stomach ulcers. No, it's, it's very, a very sad story to hear. And at, only at 22, he had a bright future ahead of yeah. him was uh, Cody Ramsey. So, so is um, he done? thoughts are it, with him. Yeah, well, there's a bit more to this story. The, because it's it got to do with bowel more than... Um, stomach I think it's less treatable so they are looking at treatment options and if they can get him up and going he might be back but at this stage it's very up in the air and I believe the injections that they'll have to put him on take two hours to administer and cost 18 grand a pop. Yeah well then that's yeah. going to rule him out for playing for a while. Yeah. Uh, Juno Jace, superb debut. Thank you mate. Superb debut. I'll go back to where I belong now. Oh. <laughs> Let's see if we can get AJ on the line. <laughs> All right. I'll see how we uh, go with that. Um, uh, also, our KFC Supercoach, BBO, was back at supercoach.com.au. I think we're going to touch on that. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So the Phantom has been um, uh, in by name and by nature. We've been trying to get hold of him for a couple of days, and he's uh, he's ghosting us, the Phantom. 
So we're working on that. We're going to get him on at some point. But uh, behind the scenes today, I have um, resolved to go and pick a BBL team for us. So we'll get on the group chat between us after the show. Yep. And I'll, I'll throw out a few ideas and we'll see if we can actually nail this uh, BBL Supercoach. We'll put you it in our own Supercoach side. Uh, y- no. I was going to ask you how your team's coming and shaping up, Milo. Uh Look, I'm, I'm, I've never been one to lie to anybody. And I'd Gibbs thought has about, never played you know what? sports I, in his life. I just thought about telling a fib and saying, of course I have. No, Actually, I, I tried to play Supercoach footy once and I got a mate to do my side. And I reckon I got three weeks in and went, I don't have enough time in my life to, to <laughs> m- muck around with trying to jag points. And Hey, but BBL Supercoach is completely different. doesn't take much time. and We want everyone to register, don't we? Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we're all over yeah, that. and if, yeah. if you're if you're into it, but if you're trying to cover and get across many different sports or codes, <laughs> sometimes it, time doesn't permit. But if you're a diehard AFL or BBL, it's um, it doesn't get any better. I think I think um, part of SEN's own Jace Bode, I reckon he was top ten in the Herald Sun, the, the Super Coach. Um, last year, there you go. I think he was. He might have been fifth or sixth or something. Maybe Gibbs, you were all over the uh, the fantasy American sports, aren't you? Uh, I'm in the basketball. Yeah, the yeah. NBA fantasy. I've got well, we're going to need your uh, happy, happy to have a crack at the super coach. All right. Well, uh, take we, on the phantom. I want to get a Twitter poll going, and I'll, I'll do this quickly because I know we've got to get to a break. But um, I, I've picked, thought of a name for each one of us, and I'm going to put up a Twitter poll to see if we can get uh, a name from the punters who. Uh, sort of we identify with. So Miles, for Miles Bryce or Juno? Yeah, Miles, uh, I'm thinking one out, one back would be good. good team name. Well, yeah, yeah. One out, one back. Uh, for Gibbs, I'm thinking uh, Samson Gibbs. Samson Gibbs. Who's Samson? Lost his, uh, uh, lost his hair, lost his power. When I cut my hair off. When I come over to the Adelaide Crows, yeah, no, I forgot how to play footy. Nah. No, Bible story. Yeah, you're not oh, over that. <laughs> Jace, oh, you weren't is... front and centre at Bible at Sunday school. Jace, what's your name? Quickly, because we're going to go fridge, to a break. A fridge too far. A fridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Let's jump to a break on the other side of this, our World Cup update and footy shorts, of course. And we do it all. Thanks to the KFC Supercoach BBL. It's back. Go to supercoach.com.au and more team. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. 6.53, Tuesday morning. Forecast of 21 degrees, mostly cloudy. Not a guess, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. I'll run with that for today. Uh... Time for a bit of a World Cup update. And, of course, we're live from SNSA Studio Lumo. One King William, powered by Lumo Energy. And to secure your crypto partner, get in the game at Kraken.com. World Cup, well, Portugal on the board here in the current game. They certainly are. And as we near the end of the second round of the group stage, we've seen some cracking games overnight. But I'm going to get to the scores in a little bit. Miles, I just wanted to mention this. So, Lionel Messi... Obviously, crowding headlines on the pitch uh, in what probably is his last World Cup, but also creating some headlines off it. So boxing superstar Canelo Alvarez has let loose on Messi after vision, vision emerged of the Argentinian football icon stepping on a Mexican jersey in a World Cup dressing room. Alvarez is a proud Mexican who took furious exception to the vision on Monday, taking to Twitter to share his disgust alongside a threat of physical violence towards the footballer. 
The vision, which has been widely shared on Twitter, shows Messi inadvertently pushing a Mexico jersey aside with his foot as he attempts to take off his shoes while Argentina's team celebrate their victory. Uh, Have you seen it? No. There's not much to it. Well, the threat of physical violence, I mean, what it's when he'd touch his shoulder, they'd roll around for three minutes anyway, wouldn't they? Well, this is Alvarez oh. wanting to get him in the ring and oh, and box him and want to like punch the limit. How big's Messi? Five two. Be, there'd be nothing of him. That oh, like I don't he, know. He's, he's yeah. I mean, what's Alvarez like? Is he a star? I think he goes all right. You yeah. wouldn't we, you wouldn't want to get in the ring with him. Put it that way. Oh well, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with um, probably any of them from, <laughs> from the Mexican side. To be perfectly honest, so that's it's a tough yeah. place. I mean, they're all celebrating in the dressing room. He's like he has kicked it away with his foot a little bit, but there was nothing. There's no malice intended in it. So beat up. That's uh, that's all happening there. But some scores overnight. So we saw some cracking games. So Cameroon, Serbia, and Korea v Ghana. Uh, a couple of shootouts. So. Cameroon, Serbia, 3-all. Cameroon come from behind a couple of times, actually, to, to salvage a draw. And Korea lost to Ghana. And vision after the this game, the Ghana coach went up to Korea's um, superstar in Sun Hoi Min and wanted a selfie after, wanted a selfie with him. Love that. So poor um, Hoi Min is, is obviously devastated that they've let this one slip. And he's got to put up with the, the Ghana head coach wanting to uh, shake his hand and, and get a selfie with him. So that's, that's paying respects. That certainly is. Brazil uh, scored a late goal to beat Switzerland. So they go to 2-0 and are looking pretty strong. And as you mentioned, Portugal, after dominating much of the first half, have gone 1-0 up against Uruguay with the GOAT, Cristiano Ronaldo scoring. Well, look... I walked outside. I've asked our resident soccer expert, Ben Palmer, who scored. He said Ronaldo, but it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. So we, we can't wear that, but it wasn't. He celebrated like it was him. Yeah. So it, you're, you're spot on. I'm just he didn't get a touch scores. on it, apparently. Bruno, it looked like he did. Bruno Fernandes crossed the ball in. Yeah, and it looked like he got a touch. Like, well, he's, he's dead set celebrated like he scored that. He's, oh, but, he's ran to the corner and done his zoo. Oh, yeah. But, and gone nuts like he scored it. So it's, it's go, fair. Look, that's fair. Well, we'll continue to keep an eye on the Portugal-Uruguay game. Uh, that is all thanks to Kraken.com. Start your crypto journey with Kraken to get in the game, of course. Um, I don't know whether or not I could even start and get my footy shorts out here. I reckon I could, nearly. Um, day one of the AFL draft. We're going to chat to Michelangelo Rucci after 7 o'clock as well. 21 players have found homes on an AFL list with GWS selecting Cadman at pick one. The Crows were called into action. We'll talk about that in a while when Sydney Swans decided to bid on McElhaney at 17. And then Adelaide matched the bid. They sold the farm. They got him. He's now a Crow. Uh, more details as well uh, with David Zeta a bit later. This is an interesting one, and I want the text machine to go on this. 0427154166. The AFL just slid this in right before the draft. They've ditched the medical sub for 2023. Um, Kao Toomey, he didn't miss. He's gone 13 from 13 and also broke the story. Report the league uh, insisted uh, to propose a model that will include four on the bench plus a tactical sub to be used at any time. Well, it became a tactical sub anyway, didn't it? Where, when did this happen? That happened right before the AFL draft, like two hours before the draft. I mean, that's a get one in so that it's a sort of, that's like the old political announcement. So what, they didn't want to talk about it or explain I'll it? I'll just take the trash like, out right before something else happens. Well, there was talk that there was going to potentially be a, a second medical sub added. 
at one stage. They only brought it in days before round one 2021 in response to fears of a return to 20-minute quarters after the disrupted pandemic season would lead to more injuries. I Stop changing the rules. Uh, just just pick one and go with it. Um, Harry Sheasel's the first Jewish player to enter the league in more than two decades after being taken pick four uh, last night. The 18-year-old's been on the receiving end of a series of slurs after an article about him at social media. We don't condone any of that. If you're slurring anyone about anything to do with that on social media, you're a muppet. Um, but uh, I won't even touch on on the rest of that. Cause it, but good on him, Harry Sheasel. It's great. He's going to be a very, very good player too. Uh, Collingwood Premiership player and influential player Craig Kelly is reportedly the favourite to become the Pies' new CEO. The Age reports Kelly, who leads talent and sports marketing agency TLA, that's your former old mob, isn't it? That's right. Would become available to take up the Collingwood position in 2023. If appointed, Kelly would fill the void left by Mark Anderson, who quit as CEO earlier in November after five years at the helm. Kelly is currently on long service leave and is yet to quit the company, which he founded and which was acquired by QMS Sport in 2019 for $32.7 million. Wow. And uh, last one, young defender Will Hamill's been donning a helmet in sessions out at Westlakes. The 22-year-old suffered his sixth concussion in just his 38 match last year against West Coast, which ended his season early, and it came after a concussion two months prior against North. After that concussion in Hobart, Hamilton uh, concerningly said that he would be um, bored if he had to retire prematurely because of concussions. It's a good answer, really. I'd be bored too if I had to retire at 22. But hopefully uh, Will Hamill gets a good run at it now because he's got a lot of talent and he showed some really good signs off the halfback for Adelaide and unmatched pace. When he gets the ball, he runs and runs very, very yeah, fast. He's a, he, he's a good runner, a really good runner. Uh, it's news time. On the other side of this, um, we have got Michelangelo Rucci. We've also got Mark Milligan to chat. Um, we've also got David Zeta from Fox Sports. Plenty more happening. 0427154166. AJ, are you there? <laughs> Send us a text or give us a call. We've got a uh, Signet Power Bank to give away today too. And don't forget, discover exceptional customer service with Weeks Homes. Discover different. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever I'm looking at you. I'm Hello and good morning. 7.03, wherever you're listening, right around South Australia or the country, this is SCNSA's Summer Breakfast. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you on your Tuesday morning. And if you're in Adelaide, forecast of 21 degrees and mostly cloudy. Uh, hello, Bryce. For those joining us for the first time. Morning, Miles. Um, decent show still to come. Mark Milligan, Michelangelo Rucci, David Zeta to talk all things draft. More World Cup. We want to hear from you. 0427 154 166. That's 0427-154-166. Medical sub's been scrapped. AFL draft last night was at a spectacle. World Cup still running. Test cricket hasn't got the coverage that it deserves. And um, we've got a couple of texts coming in. I'm going to re- get to those shortly. But it's uh, there's still plenty to chat about. We, we just touched on the medical sub before we got to it. We're going to go to Roach a little bit more, though. But did you think it did become a bit more tactical than what it was? Oh. There were... Po- yeah, there, Ken Hinckley was pretty good at it. There were some questions asked from or maybe some please explains from a few teams and, and how they 
they use the sub. But like after, I think every game the doctor has to re, re, put in a, a medical report. So if someone does get subbed off with whatever injury it is, that gets reported from the club doctors to the AFL and that gets ticked off. Turns out it was hamstring soreness. Well, ticked off. Yeah. So I mean, and then it won't miss a that's week. That's why we didn't see any ramifications out of it this year. But yeah, there were some questionable times where the Medi sub was activated, and then the player coming off, say, would be available. No worries for selection the following week. Uh, calling it uh, on AFL Nation, you, you—that's where you'd sort of say, "Geez, the subs come on here, but why?" And it, there was no injury you could think of, and. And then it turned out someone was just on the bench, had the vest on, and they needed some fresh legs in the, yeah, uh, the last be fifteen a minutes. Bag of ice on an ankle or something, and they'll be walking off the ground. No dramas. Um, so, I mean, now that they've just brought back the the sub, just back to normal. What? Well, who famously was Cyril Rioli? I think off the top of my head, in a final. I think it might have even been against St Kilda at Marvel years ago, and he. They, they sort of brought the sub on. He had the vest, and then they, they had to sort of change the, the the play of the game. I think Hawthorne might have even lost that game. It was uh, was he coming back from injury? Maybe so he might not have quite been in a hundred percent fitness, but enough to only play a half potentially. Is, is that um, I, I might be wrong there. I'm just big on that. Why do we change? We change a rule in the AFL or rules in the AFL every year? They change. Have we had a run of three years where they've left the game alone and said, we just want to see it play out? Well, how do people, some people at the AFL justify their job? They've got to be seen to be making changes to do something. Well, it's a bit like it's a bit like government, <laughs> really, isn't it? Isn't it what? Yeah, it is. Um, a couple off the text. AJ's chimed in. Hello, buddy. Fitzner, you've redeemed yourself by calling out any trolls that attack young Sheasel. No need for that today, society. Can't chat. I'm in my job, lads. Good on you, AJ. Appreciate you texting back in, brother. Um... Uh, someone's chimed in uh, just saying about they'd love it on the uh, on the app from Rocco. Yeah, look, we want it back too, buddy. It's just having a little bit of problem in a couple of areas with the transmitter. So they're working on it. We'll do our best. Uh, Daniel's chimed in. Interesting that the selection that Sydney bid on um, was Max. Sorry, that Sydney bid on. Max was that selection. The Crows traded to Sydney for Jordan Dawson. So I wouldn't say the Crows sold the farm. Well, There's something in that. Yeah, they've bid on that that pick from from Geordie. Well, Dawson. they've had to make them pay. They've yeah. got it cheap, but and but they've only made them pay. They didn't want McElhaney at all. They've made them pay because they were trying to buy another few minutes to time. trade with Hawthorne. So that yeah, all they did was was buy and themselves. They went and, two in a row, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, all they did was buy themselves a block, and then what it did was actually just brought the order forward. Yeah, but that that's it's it's just a little little cheeky one. That the Crows aren't notorious for um, playing nice with other clubs. So the other clubs do go after them a little bit, don't they? With these, the bid on picks, they leave things really late. I mean, that's well known in the AFL circles that yeah. they're, they're hard to deal with. Yeah, tell me about it. From other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that better than anyone. Oh, are they hard to deal with, oh, are they? Jeez, just get it done, boys. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, how many years? It took five years to get you here. <laughs> you were coming, then you're going, then you're coming, then you're going. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They, they, I think it is well known in the in the AFL circles that uh, Justin Reid and, and his team uh, can be a little bit hard to oh, deal with. But... In my dealings with 
sources, let's call them, yeah. is in that it's it seems to be widely accepted that they're hard they're hard negotiators, and then other clubs sort of don't mind playing silly buggers with them a bit. Oh, just to run them yeah, down a couple it's, of dead I've, paths, yeah, just, a couple of dead ends. I, I'm from, just to keep keep it keep it interesting. Yeah, just keep it interesting. Yeah, right. I, I think there are some clubs that other clubs love dealing with. They pick the phone up and go. This is going to be great because yeah. we're always going to be on the same here, page. We're here for the right reasons. Let's just get make it, it happen and get on with it. But then, yeah, I think the Crows are notoriously, which is probably good for their for their end. But then sometimes, it, you know, in business, it can come back to bite yeah. you. McElhaney, it seems like a good kid. I mean, you told him I was getting a bit edgy yesterday when you told him here in studio. You went, "Well, you're going to go." I said, "Yeah, you're gone, mate." Yeah, but like, you've, <laughs> poor kid's probably walked out here and absolutely crapped himself. Well, he's got just a hope I do. The Crows had said publicly they'd committed to him. So yeah, Bryce like, Gibbs has just told me that I'm going. Sa- it was a safe comment. Oh, no, well, yeah, but I'll, see, clubs do say things <laughs> and then draft night, you never know what happens. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Apparently he was uh, going to get picked up today, not last night, Miles. Yeah, well. <laughs> so if you just joined us this morning, yeah, caught a little bit of heat on Twitter last night, put myself out there. Well, I didn't expect him to go. Um, to, to be bid on, and he was bid on because they wanted to buy time. And, I mean, if, geez, if I could predict that, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair. I could give you the tip. <laughs> Would have had a bet or something. <laughs> Try to win some money. Um, don't forget, uh, all-day socks by Underworks pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Um, I've got the Underworks socks on today. Have you? And enjoying them. Comfy feet. Comfy feet. Uh, Porto made a uh, Portugal port, P O R. Used to sing that on the TV. <laughs> Portugal made the sub, still leading one at nil on Uruguay. Uh, we touched on it earlier, and I want to put it out there to um, some of our new listeners. Um, is the cricket, and this is probably the pull your socks up segment for the all day socks by Underworks. Pass every test, pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Pull up your socks, Cricket Australia. There's not enough promotion around this. I think Australia have fallen out of love with the cricket just a little bit. I'm, I'm normally I'm a diehard. I'm not that interested. I don't know why. Are you, are you not interested in cricket in general, or are you just not interested in say the the T20 format, the the one day series, but you're still oh, interested in the say the Test match format? I don't know why people have got a problem with one day cricket. I love one day cricket. One day the 50 over cricket. I love. The T20 cricket from an international level, I love the big bash, but T20 international cricket doesn't doesn't do it. For doesn't me. I don't know why it doesn't float my boat, and I think because you're seeing a lot of different players that never really set a team right. I'd rather have a separate side of your Australian T20 bashes. You know, go and have your Darcy Shorts and and those sort of guys, and then keep your one day in your Test team back to how it used to be. Have tailored. Specific players to each format. Yeah, keep your Tim David and and the, well, just your T Twenty players have. That's your your best of your big bash. You know, you know what? I'm yeah. Just go and have the best of your big bash and maybe one or two of your of your headliners. But I think that's why we might not have performed so well at the T Twenty World Cup because, and no disrespect to the big bash, but if you compare it to say the IPL, that's where all the the great Indian players are playing, the great Pakistan players are playing, that we need to almost send them over to 
to play in the IPL and, and be playing at that higher level but they more don't, consistently. But they don't want them either. So then when these World Cups come along, you can be competitive with, with these other countries. Oh, I think you've probably just got to get our competition and make our competition stronger. You don't think it's up to up to scratch? Well, it, it, they, I know some of the internationals, for a fact, think it's a bit of a holiday here yep. compared to some of the other comps. It's a bit, it's a bit of a... Yeah. yeah, just I mean, a bit of a yeah, smash and grab. But they don't pay big enough. Yeah, exactly. They don't pay big enough to get, and that's why some of them just chime in. You're not really getting, you get some of the the cream of the crop. But my pull your socks up is to Cricket Australia to get people back in love with the Australian cricket team. And I put it out there at 10 past six or whatever it was that, you know, maybe a little bit of the the political side of things that crept into cricket and Warner still going on about not allowed to be captain and, just a fair bit of whinging going on rather than playing. And Australians don't like whingers, do they, as a whole? Is that, fa- is that a fair statement? Have, have I said that right, Jase? Can someone answer me that on the text, 0427154166? I don't think Aussies like whingers. And it seems that they've whinged about Langer, they've whinged about Alinter Energy, Warner's whinging about not being captains. Play cricket, make hundreds and shut up. <laughs> Is that fair? Oh no, I'm I'm happy to give that one to you. Yeah, what do you think? You're in the chair. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm not a big I'm not a big cricket guy. That's that's I've publicly declared that for for a long time. So I, I'm not that interested anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they have, and it's been I think maybe in that generation growing up seeing. How, how good the, the Australian sides were. You know, how blessed were we to have your Warns, your McGraths, uh, your Pontings. Uh, and then, I don't know, it's just iconic, those iconic cricket. I mean, we're just always sitting, watching it on TV, whether it was the test, the one day. Obviously, 2020 wasn't happening back then. But, but these days, I, I feel completely different about cricket. Yeah, and well, I, And I don't know if it's the players playing. I don't know if it's the politics involved. I'm not sure... What it is, but yeah, I'd, my lack of interest for cricket uh, is just is it's, evident. It's 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 real. Yeah, well, you and I we'll have to go to the cricket this year and have a bit of a have a beer or so. Berth's chimed in from Narracorp. It's a Berth, I think it is. Hello to you, uh, buddy. T uh, Twenty is drowning the game. He said a hundred percent. He loves fifty fifty. He said a hundred percent. Love it. And the T20 strand in the game. I couldn't agree more. Um, and that is our all-day socks by Underworks. Pass every comfort test. Pull up your socks segment. We're going to jump to a break. Guess who on the other side? We missed him yesterday because he was too busy with something else. We'll ask him what it was. And he'll say, well, Miles, I, I'll bet you anything you like. He'll say, well, Miles, I was something. Michelangelo Rucci to join us on the other side of this back in a moment. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than oh, welcome back. 7.21 Tuesday morning. Mostly cloudy here in Adelaide. Just a quick shout-out. A few boys sending messages through from over in Bendigo listening in. Shout-out to Zebby Broadbent and the team, McKee McGregor. Golden Square Hotel over there in Bendigo. They're all tuned in this morning, so shout out to them. And we do it all thanks to Weeks Homes Discover, a better way to build. Weeks Homes Discover different. Surprise, surprise. uh, No Rooch again. Didn't answer. So, um, and because he'd be watching the soccer and he'd want to watch the penalty that has just been scored there by Ronaldo. No, it's uh, Bruno Fernandes. Oh, I've got it wrong again. He scored a brace for the game, the big fella. 
interesting uh, approach to this penalty. A bit of a hop, skip and jump there, but uh, he's put it in the back of the net. And Portugal go up 2-0 against Uruguay. Portugal 2-0, uh, and that looks over. Uruguay there, not happy Jan. Ronaldo's actually been subbed off. There you go. Um, I'm carrying on like pork chop. Suarez, he was over there. The referee signaled the penalty and he bit, didn't he? <laughs> oh, see what I did there? Yeah, I see what <laughs> you did You like there. that? Oh, chumper Suarez. Um, and no Rooch for the second day in a row. But what I will say is um, he hasn't climbed on this morning, but it's their last show of the year today. So tune in from 3 o'clock uh, to Kimbo and the Rooch. They will be on today. So... Um, we were going to talk to Rich about the draft. We're going to talk everything, but the World Cup's on, and we know his love for the world game is unrivaled, isn't it? It certainly is. He's uh, he's all over at the Rich. All right, I've got I've got a question without notice for you. Talking about soccer and substitutions, why don't now that they've scrapped the medical sub, why don't they have an extended bench, and then once you you come off. Or you you have your your four rotating players, and then you have an extra two or three medical subs, say what they are. But once you come off, you can't come back on like the soccer. Is in done? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, how did you? This comes into the where they're capping the interchanges too a yeah. little bit. So. Did you ever find in a game, can you remember situations in a game where it was getting late and you'd nearly blown the interchange cap and you were like, hang on, you've got to do, you missed two rotations because you'd used too many? Yeah, we, they, and they were prioritised who would want to come back on. So say a, a, like Chris Judd come off, he had two minutes off and there was only two rotations. Yeah, if, if there was someone that had been sitting there for 15 minutes, they would be like, nah, Juddy, you're back on. And they would just bench whoever... Yeah, it was was just stuck on the bench I'd, I'd, for that period of time. Let them change as many times as they want. Put four on the bench and have a sub. Would you be happy with that? But again, it, it, they changed it because of the, it was getting exploited. Teams were having Colling was it Collingwood that they were having 180 rotations. Doesn't that speed 250 the, rotations? Doesn't that speed the game up? Well, if that's the way, you, if, if that's the way you want to go about it, isn't that what they're trying to do? I think they're trying to slow the game it, down, it, weren't they? To... Well, but, well, they're, they're clearly trying to speed it up because of the stand rule, right? And I, I'm a big fan of the stand rule because I think it allows players to get back on the mark and kick longer. Oh, it brings forwards into the game, I think, the stand yeah, rule. I think originally it was to stop injuries because of the because it was because players were coming on fresh. They were getting injured a lot because of the, the tempo and the, the pace of the game was through the roof because they were so fresh all the time. So they reduced the... But the that, amount of rotations to, to slow it down a bit so that they weren't isn't that part of it these, though these injuries it's a funny thing you can go one way then exactly. that's part of it that, that it's injury management but then you probably lose stars and careers get shortened so yeah did did you see the comment speaking of careers get shortened did you see the comment a little while ago about Boomer Harvey was saying that he was, <laughs> did to you see that the draft didn't he unreal unreal that he still looks fit as a fiddle he's still uh, playing and for um. You know, locally in the, in the Victorian League. One of the great... Montmorency I think, one of those um, Because he's notorious, didn't they say he's notorious for a bit? He's quite... His pockets are pretty shallow. And he won the he won the, the North Melbourne car raffle, didn't he? And wasn't that they're all saying, oh, this is unbelievable. He did. He won... I'm pretty sure he won the North Melbourne... They raffled a big master. He yeah. bought a stack of tickets and won the car. He and they were it. like, it couldn't happen to a tighter bloke. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
but uh, he still he still thinks he can get a kick. That's for sure. And you can imagine him because he's I think he's the runner or he, he's still got a bit of he's part time down at North Melbourne. You can imagine him just running around in the match sim like just oh, yeah. taking the absolute piss too. He you? would be yeah. Fill in, f- fill in for for one of the sides and just uh, make everyone look silly. Someone said, "Hey, Buffett, it's football." What did I say? What did I call it? Soccer, or are we t- is he talking about AFL? I'm not too sure. I've got no idea either. Wouldn't have a clue. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Send us a text. More than happy to chat about anything. And uh, we've still got a Signet Power Bank to give away. We give away one a day. Is that what we do? Yeah, one a day. So that's still up there. AJ's leading the charge at the moment. Feel like I can win AJ back. I think he's already confirmed you've won him back. Am I allowed to bribe him? Like, I'm just bribing anyone that pots me. (laughs) You're in the go. You're in a chance. You're 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 a dead set. You're a dead set chance to win a power bank. (laughs) Here you go, mate. And then they'll go, ah, thanks. No, I don't think think a power bank would get it, even though they are pretty good. Um, Or you can give us a call, 1300 736 736. More than happy to chat at any time. Anytime. We might jump to a little break on the other side of this. We're going to come back. We've got news still to come. Actually, we've got we've got a caller on. Steve from Lilydale on the line wants to talk about rotations. Good morning, Steve. Yeah, uh, g'day, Miles. G'day, former Adelaide Crow superstar, Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> uh, nice to talk to you both. Um, I just wanted to talk about rotations, Miles, because I think when you were talking about they want to speed the game up, um, that all sounds good in practice, but when you look at it how it, in theory, when you look at it in practice... All that happened with all of those rotations was you ended up getting all these players who could get to all the, every contest. And so you ended up with a contest with 30 players around the ball. And that's when we ended up having Sydney and Collingwood. We ended up with scrimmage after scrimmage. Where we don't want to speed the game up. We want to speed the ball up. Um, and we want players to play in their, their, their same position so the ball can get there. So we don't have 30 players just you know, running around like an under-8s contest. So that's what happened with all of those... Um, those rotations, they just abused them and just meant that every player could get to every contest and it was the ugliest football we've ever seen. That's a bloody, so that's just a different. That's a bloody good point, Steve. Gives you your thoughts. That's, I think you're spot on. Like, I think you're right. When you explain it like that, it's, it sort of makes sense that they were getting to more. Yeah, it's spot on. And, and as, as he mentioned, the, the Collingwoods, the Sydneys, they, they were smart and they used that, the rotations to their advantage to the style of game they wanted to play. So and 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 you're right with the with the um, the stand rule, yeah. We want to speed the game up, but it is it is more speed of ball movement than it is actually playing players running and being more fitter, I suppose. Steve, very quickly, mate. Uh, what do you think then of the scrapping of the medi sub? Do you just think you just go back to normal, or you just have a sub and just leave it the same? I'm sort of sick of them changing it. Yeah, I'm big on Kevin Bartlett's no interchange at all. You have as many players as you want to call on, but once one player comes off, he stays off. Um, so that way you actually get back to how football used to be. Back in, you, know, you remember in the 90s, it was, it was almost a... Um, everyone hated being sent to the bench because it was almost punishment. Um, but, but it was at least that way. That's when you got football played the way it used to be played. Um, but nowadays with the rotations... I like the way they're bringing the number of rotations down. Let's tire the players out. Let's make them tired. Let's make it... Craig Bradley, let's make it these endurance athletes actually stand out rather than, um, you know, rather than every person be able to run 16, 17 Ks. How do you reckon our friend Gibbsy would have gone with these in, <laughs> endurance <laughs> sort of games and really tire him out? Do you reckon he had it in his legs? 
Yeah, well, he wouldn't have had too many bruises at the end of the game, but uh, <laughs> but he certainly would have certainly would have done the case. Hey, Steve, appreciate the call, buddy. Call in. Uh, we're on for the next three weeks. Love to hear from you again. Good on you, Miles. See you, mate. Steve from Willowdale. He was on your team for... And I just had to sort of lead him in to give you the drive-by there. Look, I can cop being uh, being an average runner, but... Uh, Bro, hey, he's only tongue-in-cheek. I know he is, But his I point's know. valid. Like, that, that's... You sort of, when you think of it that way, very, very valid, well, isn't it? Well, that, that more but, players were getting there, then it became why, more that's congested. That's they brought it in, because the, the guys were fresher when they would, when they would come on, and... And that's what it, it turned turned the game into. So, but then if you go back to, we could talk about this all day. But if we go, we've got to go to a break. I'm well aware, Jace. Um, is that if you go back to the you're off on the ground, that means that the coaches are probably doing far far less because they're only making four changes a week. But then it becomes more of a tactical game on who you pick, and you you, you might see more of the, the Blitzarves type. Get picked up who can play multiple roles and steeple chases. Get uh, get swung around more in games, knowing that uh, you, you can't come off. Uh, let's go to a break. Uh, we're going to whack the news in there too, and then uh, coming up on the other side of this, Mark Milligan, uh, eighty caps for the Socceroos, Adelaide United assistant coach to chat all things World Cup. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Back in a moment. Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. Seven thirty six. Running very late. Very late. Mark Milligan to join us on the other side of this. Discover a better way to build weeks' homes. Discover different. News time. Back in a moment. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 7.40 on your Tuesday morning. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. As we look forward to more World Cup action. SNSA Breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. And the stench of football has filled the air and it's filled these studios. And who better to chat to than former Socceroo and Adelaide United assistant coach. He's always generous with his time with this station. His name is Mark Milligan. He joins us. Hello, Mark. Morning, gentlemen. How are we? Very well. Mate, I want to kick this off pretty plain and simple. We've been putting it out there to the listeners. We put it out there to everyone. Are we dreaming or is this a, a dead set possibility? Uh, can we can we get through? Can we get through and get it done against Denmark? It's most definitely a possibility. I think, um, yeah, I think everybody should be very, very excited. I think the other night was, was excellent. Um, fantastic result puts us in a, in a fantastic position. And I, I think uh, Denmark is very, very much within our reach. So how do you think we're we're going to attack it? Uh, I don't think we can sit back and and just try and defend and and try and hold on uh, for a draw, say from the start. I think we need to to press them and and make them defend us. Is that how you would, if you were in charge of the Socceroos leading into this game, Mark? How would you tell them to play? Mate, absolutely. I think I've been telling anyone who would listen for the last <laughs> four or five days that I think we're a much much better team when we're on the front foot. I think uh, it, it suits the players that we have. I think it, it suits our personality as a footballing nation. And uh, I said last week in an interview that, yes, Arnie has a very uh, specific way of playing, but within that formation, we can still be a lot more aggressive than we were against France. And I thought we did that superbly the other night against Tunisia, especially in that sort of first 60, 65 minutes. So we need everything to go our way. Can you just paint the picture for us a little bit, Mark, as in exactly sort of how it plays out? So it's the draw 
isn't it? It's a draw or the win. We need France to knock and off. And then France have got to knock off Tunisia. But if you're France, aren't you resting your guns and then treating that as a dead rubber? No, these these games, they... they uh, the World Cup, it, it's a little bit different, I think, because it's only, um, you know, a very quick turnaround between games. That players don't, they don't normally rest players. And to be totally honest, even if fans do rest players, I'm still pretty confident that the team they put out is going to be very, very strong. So I think France will be looking to win a game. Um, they don't want to kill that momentum that they've built in the first two games leading into the knockout period. Uh, as I said, we just need to go and we need to play in a similar fashion and a similar mindset to what we did against Tunisia. And I think uh, I think Denmark don't like that. They won't like that. Um, we've seen it previously when we've played Denmark. Uh, you know, back to Russia, we um, were very much in their face, very much on the front foot, and, and, and they struggled, in all honesty. And, and again, they've come out and uh, they've had a little, I guess, a little bit of a poke, a little bit of a jab at Australian football and the Australian players. And, and I think that's a very good thing for us. Um, they might be they might be saying they don't have a lot of respect, but the simple fact that they're saying that I think shows that they have a little bit more than than they're willing to let on. So, Mark, essentially, what you're saying is Denmark are a bit soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, spot on. So, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so it won't come at a surprise to you because uh, you, you coach the man. But uh, how impressive has Craig Goodwin been? And he, he's flying the flag for. For, for our South Australian side. He, he scored in the first game. He, he's assisted in the second game. He, he's running the wing very, very well. How proud are you, have you been of his performances over, over the World Cup so far? Yeah, he has been absolutely fantastic. You know, he, he went through a hell of a lot to get himself uh, into and his body into a place where he could go out, firstly, just make that squad. Uh, to see him go over and have the impact that he's had um, it's it's outstanding. Like I said, it's not much of a, a shock to me. I've been fortunate enough to see him sort of day in, day out over the last few months. And, um, you know, I've always been aware of uh, his capabilities and his attributes. But, you know, I think, like I said last week, I think he's, he's brought a whole new, um, you know, set of tricks to his game. His, his leadership skills, I think, are so, so important for that Socceroos team. And uh, he very, very much leads by example. And, you know, I, I dare say he'll um, he'll be in the starting squad and a very very important player again uh, come the Denmark game. Before we move on to the main stuff, which is Adelaide United, can you give us uh, <laughs> what happens in the what happens in the in the game? Expecting a draw? What are we one nil? Do we give him a touch up? What's if you're looking into your crystal ball? What what happens yeah, against Denmark? Look, I think I, I think we win the game. I think um, the boys off the bench the other night were were superb. Um, I, I, I'm thinking it'll be like a two-one, and we go through. Uh, yes. Like I said, I think the boys off the bench will make a big difference as they did the other night, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Let's talk about the main stuff now. Let's go United. Third on the table, things are going extremely well. Um, you're on a bit of a break at the moment. Well, what happens in the in the break like this? It's obviously unusual with the World Cup, but what are you guys doing at the moment, and and how long until it's back? It is a little bit unusual. Um, we had we had a few days off, uh, or probably about eight days ago, nine days ago now. Uh, we, we, we've sort of put them into a little bit of a mini pre-season, which at first they weren't extremely impressed about. But <laughs> as you said, that, 
that's the way of the world at the minute with this World Cup being during the season. So, uh, look, there's been a lot of tactical stuff. There was a lot of things that we wanted to we wanted to focus on, uh, continue to build on, um, you know, things that the boys had started to implement, uh, you know, especially in those last couple of rounds before the break. So, um, yeah, we're just, look, we're, we're very much working hard, sort of with one eye on Brisbane, which is in, you know, sort of 10, 12 days. Um, we've got we've got a practice match coming up, which is very important for them. I think it, it, it's good for them um, mentally as well. Just a little bit of a change of scenery, and uh, you know, just to remind them that uh, we're, we're kicking off again soon. So, yeah, look, I said, we've been working extremely hard, but fo- very much focusing on the things that um, you know we've been doing well and want to keep getting better at. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you you had played any match sim or, or looking to play a practice match because. You got a big couple of weeks coming up. Two games on the road. Uh, you want to want to come back after this break sharp and ready to go because, as Miles said, sitting third on the ladder, the, the next block of games can be really important in the, in the red season. Uh, this at, at this stage of the, of the year. Yeah, well, the, the boys, the players, have worked so so hard to put themselves in into this position, and um, you know the A League. It's not it's not an extremely long season. Uh, you know, one and two wins here and there uh, can really make a big difference to what the table looks like. So it's very, very important that we come out after this break, um, you know, all guns blazing. Uh, we've very much been speaking about it as, uh, you know, the second part to the season. Uh, it's very important that we start it well. Um, so that that is very much the focus. Two games on the road. We're very much looking forward to uh, especially after that Melbourne victory game and the, and the crowd and the fans that showed up. Very much looking forward to a Christmas uh, at Cooper's Stadium. Uh, you know, we've got quite a few games over that period and uh, I think you see, everybody sees the difference it makes when when we're at home, um, when when Cooper's, when Highmarsh is full. And, uh, you know, it, it really helps the boys. Mark, we're looking forward to having United back too. Uh, hopefully, Gibbsy and I are going to get out there to a game as well. Mate, always love chatting to you. Hopefully, have a chat to you again Maybe next week if you've got some time for us, mate. But uh, thanks for your insight. We'll chat again soon. Perfect. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Mark Million there. Do you reckon um, they go to their players like the AFL had to go to their players and say, yeah, you've got a four-week break here, but we just don't want to see any of you on the back page of the paper? <laughs> yeah, I, I dare say they would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like the NRL, where uh, their boys just don't go anywhere. <laughs> four days off, it's a free-for-all in the <laughs> NRL. But... Yeah, at the league's club or the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was the notorious a bit unassuming, it. though. The, the, I think the, the A-League boys probably could go around town and, and enjoy themselves a little bit more under the radar, probably, than, than if you're a Crows or, or Port sort of player in, in that sort of situation. But um, oh, there's no doubt uh, they would have enjoyed uh, a couple of days off. But uh, as Mark said, they've been training hard and, and looking forward to get back, back into it in uh, only about 10 days' time. Uh, plenty more to come. On the other side of this, we're going to have a quick look at... Um, maybe some of the better number one draft picks in the last few decades and some of the lesser picks, even sort of roughly top tens. Uh, we're just going to skim through. A couple of ones I want to touch on off the text, 0427 154 166, or give us a call, 1300 736 736. Lindsay's chimed in. Uh, hey, boys, Steve from Lilydale makes a good point, but I reckon the congestion in the game comes from a number of sources. Umpiring or lack of adjudication allows a rolling scrum to happen. Tightening up on the free kicks will actually open the game up when the free kicks are paid, players vacate the area and the ball changes direction. Pay more frees and the game will open up. Uh, that's a good one from Lindsay. And this from someone else. Stench of football, mate, you are a buffhead. 
Okay. <laughs> it's been there, are, there are a few today. It's I've got I've got buffed twice, and not from the same it, blokes. Not from the same tweeters that uh, were getting into you last night. Oh, mate. <laughs> anyway, but what, I was trying to segue in from the fragrances. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. It reeks. <laughs> it, it, re- it reeks of the World Cup. <laughs> I don't mind that. I'll get the thesaurus out for old mate. No name to the text, of course. Uh, let's go to a break. All thanks to Morn team. And we thank them for their continued support. Don't forget to Cheltenham Mount Barker. Many locations back in a moment. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 7.56 Tuesday morning. Everyone on their way to work. Forecast uh, top of 21 degrees, mostly cloudy. Um, AFL Draft, I'll get to a couple of text messages in a minute. AFL Draft, I want to hear from Aaron Cadman. And then I want your thoughts on maybe the best couple of number one picks in the last few decades. But this is Aaron Cadman on being selected at number one. It's huge. Yeah, as I said before, never in a million years I would have thought I'd be in this position as a number one pick. You dream about it, but for it to become a reality, it's really, really special. He was a sort of a reasonable sort of a bolter throughout the year, wasn't he? He's come from the clouds. Yeah, he was. And, uh, I mean, Will Ashcroft uh, probably could have deservedly been the number one pick as well. But when GWS traded in to, to get the number one pick... Uh, instead of taking someone at number one, then knowing you're not going to get them. Um, most kids these days, if you ask them in the, in the top 10, do you want to be the number one pick? They want to be the number one pick. And it happened with Jason or Francis last year uh, with the day cost situation. Um, if that's what the, the young man wishes and a team, if that's you're going to pick him up, why wouldn't you just pick him and, and not bid on a player. So I think that's a similar situation here with Cadman. He, he's going to be a very, very good player. There's no doubt about that. And he's going to fit straight into that GWS forward line. Uh, he's got a bit of that Jeremy Cameron sort of sort of vibes about him, and he'll be a great replacement for Jeremy. But, um, yeah, certainly deserving. And he, he's just built nicely uh, throughout the year and, and finds himself at, uh, in the number one pick. Yeah, but Ashcroft then, like, the number one gets 20K stock portfolio. Which is handy. Better than a kick in the teeth. It's very handy. Hey, uh, let's talk. Who's the, Is it cl- that clear cut that since 2000, the best number one draft picks, Luke Hodge? Is it just that? Oh, it has to be, doesn't it? I think if you look at, yeah, over, over what Hodge did over his career and, and all the accolades he finished with and the, the leadership that he brought for, for many, many years. I think he probably sits at number one. The, the interesting one's number two. Because if you go through, so you've got Rewalt, Goddard, Cooney, Delidio, Murphy, Gibbs, Cruiser, Watts, Scully, Swallow, Patton, Whitfield, Boyd, McCartan, Weedering, McGrath, Rainer, Walsh, Rao, Hugo, Hagen, Horn, Francis. Who's number two out of the, since 2000? Well, I think in the, the current day number ones, when it's all said and done, some of these sort of players could end up number two on this list. So say like a Sam Walsh, um, who who's going to have an unbelievable... He's already had an unbelievable career to date. And he's just been sort of in the shadow of, of Paddy Cripps, really. So if, if Cripper wasn't winning Brownlows and John Nichols medals and and uh, and, and all these, it'll be Sam Walsh should be winning them. Um, 
there's only one player in there that's won a Brownlow. That's Adam Cooney. He'll, he'll put himself at the top of the list, no doubt. Well, it's, it's, I mean, if there's only one player in there that's won a Brownlow, and that's Adam Cooney. I mean, Nick Rewalt's career's enormous since 2000. Outside of that, it's, a, it's funny, though, because you sort of go, Watts, Scully, Swallow, Patton, Whitfield, Boyd, McCartan. There's a run through there from 2008 to 2013 that, I mean, re- really good players, but not players that have had, you know, pro- let's say, you know, a nor- fair to say enormous careers yet? Not yet, no. Um, y- you're spot on there. And I'm just trying to think back. So Mark Murphy, I think he was, he's was he been the last one to play 300 games. So not, not many of these number one picks go on to play, actually, say, 300 games, which is it's extremely hard to do and, and only a small percentage of, of players Not many play 268 so, either. Um so when you, you you throw him in the mix um, as well, but yeah, there was sort of that that patch where uh, I think if re, you look at redrafts, it might look a little bit different looking back. Um, can you remember a draft flop in your time? Lawrence Anglin's the one that seems to stick out most of the time when it's sort of mentioned. Can you remember one? Was there anyone that got drafted high in and around you somewhere that never played a game and? Went into the abyss. Uh, yes, there was. I think there was a couple. Um, oh, Scott Gumbledon didn't really get a good run at. He was picked two in, in my draft. Yeah, he uh, a lot of injuries in his career. Went to Essendon and then ended up at Fremantle. I think from memory, but he was just one that couldn't quite uh, string it together. He had, he had obviously a huge amount of uh, media hype around him in, in his draft year. Um, well, that's a good one to put out on the text. Draft flops. 0427-154-166. Speaking of which, um, someone's chimed in. Better you stick to talking about the local games. The name is Con, and then send a link. So I don't really know what that means. So, yeah, confused. I am. Sorry, Con. Um, <laughs> and um, do you still think the Western Australian Derby is better than the South Australian Showdown because they have better fights? Never said because they had better fights. I said because there's more spite and biff in the game. And he said, you're kidding yourself. Cheers in. 100% I do. Way more spite in a WA derby than a showdown. Way more. It, it's two teams playing each other here in this state. You reckon over, that's yes. where it's at now? Yep, that's where it's at. Have a look at the games over the last... Look at the last one. They, they talked each other up like they were yeah, going like like to kill each other. And then they ran out they and not one... Ne- they not, didn't go near each They didn't other. go near each other. Yeah. That's fair, isn't it? I was disappointed with the last showdown after yeah. after the build up, yeah, the, and they they were threatening to to have a real hot dig at each other, and then other. not one of them went near each other. Yeah, that's right. I In WA, that. if they did that, um, it's on, but not so. Ian, I'm not kidding myself. Bryce agrees with me. <laughs> yes. So let's go to the news. Um, on the other side of this, we're going to have a chat to uh, Fox Sports. Well, just star to Jace. He's giving this bloke one of the great raps of all time. He's a gun journo, though. His name's David Zeta. He'll join us on the other side of this. And we're all powered by Lumo here in SNSJ Studio Lumo. Back in a moment. Save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 8.05 SNSA's Summer Breakfast. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. And all thanks to Weeks Homes. Discover a better way to build Weeks Homes. Con's chimed back in. He said, hey, genius, hit the link and read it out. 
I can't hit the link on the text machine here. <laughs> so just send me what you were going to say, brother. I'll read it out. I'll read it out. Absolutely no dramas there whatsoever, but we can't click the links on our little text machine here. Bryce, tw- uh, forecast 21 degrees, mostly cloudy. The Andrew Hayes Weather Service. <laughs> You're not just, reading that same sheet that's been sitting there for three weeks, have you? Yeah, it's, did Hazy Hazy Bottom just had a like a list of what the weather was going to be and just decided that Tuesday was going to be? If you had the blind down here, just imagine doing that. Mostly fine. Maybe he thought he was the weatherman. Small chance of a shower, and then look outside. It's just about foot deep, running down King William yeah. Street here. Hey, uh, let's go to uh, one of the great journos. His name's David Zeta. He joins us on the line to talk all things draft and. Uh, maybe the Crows and Port a little bit with who they select. Good morning, David. Morning, guys. Good to be with you. Hey, uh, let's start with um, the draft last night. No surprises really with Cadman that he's gone one and, and Ashcroft has, has, then, uh, has then gone after. But for you, would, would there be one surprise out of just outside of the top 10 or is it sort of as expected? Um, I think, yeah, the, the first few picks played pretty much the script. I think the probably interesting one was um, when we, we saw the Sydney uh, Hawthorne pick swap and Sydney obviously uh, launching back-to-back bids uh, on Adelaide and GWS players. Um, so they forced the uh, the Giants, who um, they've had a, a nice old rivalry with over the years, to, uh, to pony up. And then they also forced uh, the Crows to match a bid for, for Max Michelini, which, um, you know, could potentially be a bit of payback for uh, for Jordan Dawson going across to the to the uh, to the Crows, so maybe a bit of comeuppance there that uh, can he beat it and the Swans wanted to try and exact. But apart from that, really, it was a pretty um, pretty stock standard night at the top of the order. Uh, Ed Allen did slide a fair bit compared to where we thought he'd be. Uh, the pick four discussions that Essendon were having were really interesting, um, but ultimately didn't come to fruition. So. Um, it was a, a relatively predictable opening night, barring those those two, uh, the sliders and and the and the swapper picks that uh, the the Swans forced other sides to do. So so far so good, but I'm sure tonight uh, it starts to get a bit more murky once we get past a certain number of the draftees and then things become real uh, real tense. So that'll be one to watch tonight to see uh, who exactly goes where because that's when that's when picks start to get traded with players that we thought could be there, uh, aren't, and then players who we didn't think would be there are, and that's when the trading starts to happen. So tonight there'll be a fair bit more of that. Yeah, David, I'm, I'm still trying to justify the fact about Sydney buying a bit of time. I tweeted out last night that McElhaney was going to go through from my mail, but they did buy the time, didn't they? That, that's what it was, was to buy the time to then get the trade done and and then force the hand. But how much do you think's actually in it? GWS and the Crows, Dawson... Do you think the Swans go? Yep, we're just going to stir the pot here, have a bit of fun. Oh, I'm sure it's a if, if you if you're making an ice cream, it's a it's a nice little cherry on top. Uh, it's it's not too too bad. Um, I think that it certainly would have wouldn't have been a hindrance to the Swans when they were thinking about it. But yeah, look, they obviously had to buy some time to to get the Hawthorne deal done. But I still think there may have been a bit of uh, you know Jordan Dawson. Leaving the club on a pretty pretty big offer from from the Crows and then the Giants, who we know they've had such uh, back and forths with over the years, um, and you know certainly when it comes to the draft, um, there have been some some interesting uh, dialogues between the two over the years. So 
I think there was a bit of just a bit of theatrics added on top of it. The, the recruiters and Kenny Beats is one of the greats. He, uh, he he doesn't mind uh, telling it how it is. So I'm sure if you asked him, he would tell you. But um, it was there was a bit there. But as you said, there was a fair bit of ration, rationale behind it in just trying to get enough time for for them to get the uh, to get the trade done with Hawthorne. But at the same time. Uh, the fact that it was the Crows and the Giants back to back, perhaps uh, as journalists, you train not to not to uh, believe coincidence too much. So uh, I think Kitty may have had that one in his back pocket heading into the night. So David, from a from an SA point of view, we saw uh, Matthias Philippou go in the top ten. We we thought that was likely to happen, and and obviously Max Michelani as well uh, with the father son connection to the Crows. Um, some of our other SA talent, we, we knew majority of our of our talent would probably go in the second night. Um, has there been any whispers uh, over in Melbourne that, that uh, you can maybe fill us in on? Any teams looking to, to take some of our, our SA local talent tonight? Look, I think obviously Matthias was the big one and he was pretty much... Um Knowing that he was going to be going into state, and well, if you listen to him, he was uh, he was he's made for Melbourne, so he was happy to come down here. Um, I think there are some other interesting prospects that we we still yet to see. It's not Isaac Keel is interesting. It's not really a a massive draft for the South Australian talent this year, as opposed to other years. Um, I think and, and Port. I think know that because Port have gone and got effectively a pick one in Jason Horn Francis anyway. Um, along with uh, Junior Rioli. So I think they've, they've gone, look, we're happy to trade out of this draft given the, the talent that's on offer there. Um, and then the Crows, Max was obviously one that they really wanted and they got him. So I just don't see them playing a big role in the rest of this draft. So the South Australian talent that's that's still left, um, you know, your Barnetts and, and that sort of thing, they're probably going wherever they go, it's it's hard to say because this is where it starts to get, we can get the top 10 and the top 20 even sort of down pat and then after that it starts to become uh, a bit murky and there might not even be 60 picks in this year's draft. So um, it's it's a relatively thin pool compared to most and what that means generally is that um, predictions start to become less and less accurate uh, the further along the night we go. So again, that's why you might see these trades get done on night two because there are some players that just all of a sudden get taken well before or well well after what uh, other clubs expected and it forces them to, to rejig their thinking. But night one went relatively to script, but night two, yeah, again, this is where you'll see a fair bit of drama and maybe a bit more of a drawn-out process. But um, I think, the obviously, the South Australian kids, there'll be a few of them there still who are holding their breath, hoping that they get drafted. But I just don't think Adelaide and Port are, are the places that they're going to be playing for the most part, given given the the the, uh, the, the poor hand that each have got through their own doing as well because they knew they got great talent in by the trade period. The, the mail around is that Port are taking a, a key back. And, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Is there a couple of key backs that maybe stick out? I know it's one without notice to you that may be on the radar for Port Adelaide. Uh, there's a few, obviously, Max was for the Crows was a great one. And then in terms of the other prospects, there aren't any really that jump out from a pure Adelaide point of view, uh, from a South Australian point of view. So whether they just go based on needs, that, that's fine. But um, you look at Ed Allen, he's someone who certainly was a very, very interesting player to, to pick up. And I think 
He certainly slid a lot further down the order than we thought. Um, in terms of other uh, ones, I'm not. I need to get the actual details on some of the uh, the big the big tools, but um, there are a few left. It's again not a massive pick, massive draft for defenders. Um, it seems like Ed Allen was clearly the best of the bunch, and even he slid through the rankings a fair bit. So it's the more the big body midfielders that seem to populate this draft, and the the mid forward hybrids like you, Mateus Philippus and and the like. So that's probably more what's there. This isn't the draft for those sorts of defensive players, but the tall defenders, that is. But I'm sure if there is one, Port Adelaide will find it because, as you said, that is a need that they definitely need to fill. So um, if there are any there, they'll go for it, I'm sure. Uh, David, love to get you back on uh, for your thoughts on on what's going to happen uh, tonight, um, after it happens, of course, uh, and sort of run through if there's any couple of bolters or something. So if we could get you on a little bit later on the week, we'd greatly appreciate it. No, no problem at all, guys. Great to chat to you. Uh, David Dieter there from Fox Sports. And yeah, it, it's funny with the two-night thing, isn't it? Because you sort of see the first set up and then you've got to go, right, what's left? You know, and then now it does become a lottery. Like. Yeah, yeah, it does. And obviously David um, went into depth and, and said that the, the pool is a little bit shallower compared to other years and it is going to be a lot of unknown tonight. So a lot of a lot of kids around the country are going to be uh, waiting um, very nervously, hoping that their name gets read out. But uh, you, you've mentioned Port are looking at uh, a potential key backman. I've got a bit of a smoky potentially, and he's from our backyard in South Adelaide. I don't want to pump it up too much, but it could be a smoky very back end of the draft, potentially even rookie pick, and that's um, that's a young running defender in Cole Marshall. So very raw, runs well, dashing. He's about he'd be closer to two hundred centimeters, but uh, hasn't played a lot down back, but has in the last twelve months, and he could be a very smoky for Port Adelaide at the back end of this draft. Just putting it out there, just in case it comes off, and then it's. We'll just go to Ting Tings, won't we? Well, I mean, I hope all this, the South Australian boys get drafted, but uh, we know, Miles, that uh, that's not always going to be the case. So um, that's just a, a prediction that uh, I'm hoping will happen, but um, it, it might always not play out like that. couple off the text. We'd love to hear from you, 0427 and or give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Ryan Fitzgerald was a flop. It's not a bad one, is it? The draft flops. He didn't need him. He was high. He was like 12 or 13 or something. I reckon he was. I think he might have been even. Was he even higher than that? Maybe, yeah. Um, uh, Con saying the Google definition of stench. Oz in it's a bad smell. Yeah, well, you can use stench in the term of a smell. Come on, Con. It's pedantic at before quarter past eight. But thanks for chiming in. Appreciate it. Uh, Break time. Going to come back on the other side of this. And we'll give away our Signet Boost Power Bank. And we're all thanks to Tire Power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, back in a moment. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. Summer Breakfast. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, a real house of fragrances this Christmas. It's time to give away our Signet Power Bank. I was I was Team AJ, and the, the, I've been overruled. Steve from Lillardale with his call. I think it was a good call too. It was. Con, you've just missed out, brother. That's all right, Con. I was. I reckon Con's three more abusive texts away 
to me because I, I embrace it. You do. And it's good. I'm, 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 I like that sort of banter from a power bank. We could have a segment called Rinse Miles and just... Oh, we probably don't even need one. You can't put <laughs> yeah. it enough anyway. Just, yeah, rinse me anyway. Between uh, this show and uh, SEN Track, you, you, you cop your fair share. Yeah, but look, I'm, I'm, I was brought up in the sticks, mate. That's weird. It's, I've copped it my whole life. It's okay. Um, we've got to go to a break. Um, back in a moment to wrap the show. Plenty more to come, but Steve from Lillardale, you get the Signet Power Bank. And all thanks to Morn Team. Shout out to DT and all the team at Morn Team, Cheltenham and Mount Barker. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back, 827, forecast 21 degrees on your way to work or if you've just got to work, hello to you, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs. End of the show, my friend. The Twitter poll went up. A fridge too far is going to be the name of the Supercoach group. That's locked in. That's the winner. It is. Uh, Con's also chimed back in. Glad you embrace it. It will be in touch as appropriate. I will be in touch as appropriate. That's great from you, Con. Uh, I don't mind that. Um, Fitz is an Indian giver. Says, call or text back in, AJ, and the bank's yours. Can't call but can text or do so. Next minute, Crow supporter calls in and it's gone just like that. Maybe tomorrow. AJ, I'll get you one from Port Wollonga. I'll get you one. (laughs) I got overruled in here. I got overruled in here. Um, good to see you, lads, and get a thumbs up. Jake from Camden Park. That was him that walked past before. It was. He gave us a thumbs up. He was up and about. Shani from North Haven. Did you see James Rowe getting picked up? Do you see James Rowe getting picked up in the rookie draft? I don't. Oh, I mean, I'm staggered with the Jimmy Rowe situation. He's good enough to be on a list. There's no doubt about that. He averaged, what, 20-odd touches, maybe a goal a game? Did he average 20? I reckon. Oh. 18 to 20 touches. Wow. He's a good enough player to be in a list. I hope he does get a lifeline because I don't, I don't want to play against him in the sand for next year. He's too bloody good. So that's a big wrap. What's uh, what's on today, Miles? Uh, not much today. I'm just, I might take it easy. I played golf yesterday and that t- took the sting out of me after this. How's the swing looking? Awful. First yeah. game in six, seven months. Oh, and really? I three-putted everything. A bit rusty. Oh, couldn't part. Couldn't part. You're just getting ready for the, the live tournament coming here. Getting ready for a few Ambrose comps (laughs) coming up one shot a hole. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow morning. Don't forget you can podcast any of the show any of the interviews and once again bit of draft chat tomorrow more World Cup chat we've got to our siblings work together. We're going to do something with that I think in the coming week. We'll have a bit of fun with them. Uh, Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a good day.